This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. It's the Steelers Blitz here on a Monday. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you inside the electric factory around this time every single week. We are privileged enough to be joined by our buddy, our friend of the show, our friend in real life, Mr. Chris Carter. Folks, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. You see him there, you read him here, you hear him on SNR, Locked on Steelers podcast, DK Pittsburgh Sports, WPXI, showing off his beautiful mug last night, dropping some sports knowledge on the citizens. Chris, what's up, cousin? How we doing? What's up, Wes? How you doing? I'm doing all right, buddy. You know, Moats and I, a somber start to today's show, discussing the the tragic passing yeah. of Dwayne Haskins. Um, and, man, just... Kind of where we started, Chris, was, you know, so young. The three of us, you know, myself, Arthur, and, and you, we're, we're all relatively the same age. We're all in our early 30s. So we're not old, but we're not young anymore. And, man, 24, I mean, that's not that far away for all of us, but it, it feels like an eternity ago in some some senses. You feel so young at 24 compared to where you are now. You know, this is a guy who who's a father, who's a husband, and, man, there's just, there's I don't think, any other word that, that applies other than <clears throat> tragic. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's um, as I was talking about with today's Locked On Steelers episode. I just, I, I think it's a shame when people try to or forget to associate humanity and a person's identity or just a, a, a person being a person when they start when they start talking about athletes, um, because there's so many times when. You know, when when we're talking, we're talk, we're covering you know you know tragic situations, and you get response you know tweets like Adam Schefter's that talk about how Dwayne Haskins struggled as a quarterback before mentioning that this guy just died, you know, or Gil Brandt saying you know giving his opinion where he had nothing else to go with other than well he made bad decisions in other places so and it's just like like we we forget that these people are human beings. I mean, and most you being an athlete. You know, you, I'm sure you caught it. You caught some of that on your own. Now, it, it's. I think what's truly a shame here is that it takes a true tragedy like this, where someone, a 24-year-old young man, lost his life, for us to step back and say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, we shouldn't be talking about athletes in this way." When this is how people should be talking about athletes and covering sports the entire time. No, you know, you bring up a great point right there, and that is something that, as a professional athlete or a former professional athlete, I mean. Yeah, we've definitely voiced that because we've experienced it, and it does suck. It sucks in a major way at times. But part of me just feels like, man, it's, this is something that has been so entrenched in sports media and fandom, and then even more has been heightened with the emergence of social media where people feel like they can just say whatever without really having consequences. I just don't know how this changes or how soon this changes because – Yes, in the moment, this is tragic, and we're, you know, living it right now, more so because it's in Pittsburgh as well. But we can point to other times where, you know, this has happened, but it wasn't with a Pittsburgh Steeler. It wasn't in the NFL and how people just gloss over it. And that's my other thing is just in the sense of, like, what do you feel could be done to change that narrative, to change how we conduct, you know, the way that we view professional athletes in a sense? Well, I mean, there's no way to police social media, you know, like that's mm-hmm. not like we, that, that's just a cesspool that's going to always be a cesspool. 
Um, but I, I do think it starts with us in the media when we address, you know, when one, when we address players and how we talk about them. And I'm not talking about the three of us, because I think the three of us do a very respectable job when we talk about athletes and, you know, evaluating them. But, you know, when a player makes a mistake or when a player messes up, it's it's okay to talk about how they messed up. It's it's okay if you're a fan to be frustrated that they messed up or even upset. But don't ever let that make it be about you know, make make it be personal. Make it define that person that that player as a person. You know, and and, and most you saw over the years. You know, the one year where uh, some, you know someone was going after Marquise Pouncey and, and he responded to him. Same thing with Bud Dupree, and then and those people were like, aha, see, I got to him. But like when you start talking about these guys as people and you strip, you strip away, you know, you, you strip away the the fact that this is a human being you're talking to. Like, you know, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't do appreciate it if someone walked up in your place to work and started calling you out and saying things about you in your life. You know, it's these are the things that I think that need to be taken more seriously into discussions. And I think it starts with you know how we cover them, but also how we respond to those things. You know, like when we see that, you know, when we see a fan you know, spit on LeBron James or Russell Westbrook in the NBA, you know, it, uh, that, that's disgusting. And it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not, oh, the players need to be thicker skinned. No, people need to stop being disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that, that's where I go with it is that I, I think it starts with calling that out and addressing it, uh, you know, to address the culture of it. Because the culture of sports is that, you know, these guys are gladiators. They're putting on a performance for us. And that's fine. You know, that, that, you know they, they are entertainers. That's what the business is. But just because they're entertainers doesn't give you the privilege or the right to treat them like they're not human beings behind being entertainers. No, man, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you hit it perfectly in the sense of criticize the performance, not the person. And I do think that at times that gets blurred, that line. And from there, that's something you've been saying here for four years, absolutely. ever since you joined the SNR airwaves, criticize the performance, not the person. I, I like that because in the sense, it's like, man, you, you'll see a guy miss a tackle, but then you want to call him a terrible human, a, a terrible person. And it's like, how does him missing a tackle equate to him not being a good person? <laughs> how does him not being good on the field equate to him being less than as a human? And that's always been my biggest disconnect you know, in the terms, in the sense of how athletes are covered, because it just never really made a lot of sense to me. But a lot of times we do justify it by saying fans are fans. Fans are rational. Mm-hmm. They can say what they want. And I do think that that narrative also plays into why we've seen the climate become what it has become as it pertains to fans and media addressing or just communicating with athletes in a sense. And it's very disheartening at times. It is. It is. It's just, it's something that I think that when we, when people need to remember, and this is, again, this is about everybody. You know, this isn't about, you know, a few people are going to change this. This is going to be about people looking at themselves and saying, dang, I was over the, I was over the line here. Like I, I shouldn't have done this, you know, or, or shouldn't have set, set all, set all that, you know, treat people with respect and treat people how you want to be treated. That's the, you know, that, that whole, that, that golden rule has always applied and, I think people forget about it, you know, at times when they're no, not at times. I think people definitely forget about it when, um, you know, when when they're watching sports because they're thinking, oh, these guys they make millions of dollars, so they, they they should be able to take it. No, it doesn't give you the excuse to treat them that way. So uh, I, I'm right with you guys, um, and, and in remembering Dwayne, you know, you know, most we we got to play that softball game with him, <laughs> and uh, I, I I remember. Some of the interactions. One, he he wasn't a guy that 
you know, shied away from, you know, contributing to a conversation. But, like, you know, you and I were talking that one time, and uh, you were talking about aches and pains and being old. And I was like, Moose, you a year older than me. Stop that. And <laughs> Dwayne was the person who said, no, nah, you don't understand. His body's a lot older than yours. Yeah. He's gone through all the wars of football. And I was like, oh, Dwayne, you're right. My bad. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. we, uh, we age in football yeah. years around here. It's a little different. <laughs> it's like dog years, Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. But, like, just the way he said it was just so smooth. And I remember when we were going out to warm up and throw the ball around in a softball game, and it was like Terrell Edmonds and Alex Highsmith, and all of us were starting to throw the ball around. And here comes Dwayne. And Terrell's like, 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 Dwayne, don't be throwing that ball hard. And here he comes. And he starts firing fastballs at us. Seriously. And like, I was like, like, come on, Dwayne, stop it. And he's just sitting there laughing. But that's the thing is that like they, he was a jokester. He was mm-hmm. a, that's the humanness of it. He was, a, he, he made jokes. He was fun to be around. He was a joy to, to, to be a partner with, a coworker with, and to be a friend with. You know, because it's not, it's not just. You know, Steelers that know him. It's not just guys that play with him in Washington. You know, Ohio State people. Even guys like Trayvon Diggs are just like, hey, I worked out with you when we were in high school or whatever. And I remember that was so awesome. Even Kenny Pickett is like, you know, he got advice from this man. who He said he talked to Wayne Haskins about his process and how he's getting ready for the draft. That's who this guy was. I don't care about his stats. Not when, not when we're talking about his life. Not when we're talking about, you know, uh, the, the tragedy of a, a 24-year-old man with a family being gone that's what we should be talking about impact legacy without a doubt i mean that and that's kind of you know what me and wes had talked about earlier as well man just the impact that this guy has had not just on steeler nation but across the globe i mean ohio state you saw all that outpouring yeah absolutely man and and that's the true that's i feel like a true sign of what a person did when they were on this earth what they did with their time man when you're impacting multiple people magnitudes of people man and from various backgrounds yeah not even all did you leave the place did you leave the place better than you found it type thing right and i definitely felt like that was the case with him and everybody that we've seen talk about him have all said similar things to what you just said about the softball event. Funny, before you even got on, I was saying similar things about the softball thing in the sense of, like, man, in the sense, I mean, in, in the the timing of everything where we know, you know, media was around him and it wasn't always the most positive for him to still show up and still be outgoing, to still be personable, to still be vulnerable in a sense, it really opened up my eyes to who he was as a man and why I had a instant respect for him because of how he handled that situation. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I uh, th- this th- this whole situation, it makes you think about those, those type of things most. It makes you, it, it, again, it takes away the game. Because that's, that's what we, I think we ultimately have to remember. This 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 whole thing we're talking about is just a game. It's football. It's you know it's it, it's meant to be fun, but when we're talking about this and we're and we're seeing how you know how Dwayne made an impact on people like you were like you were just talking about and just the way that he was able to make an impact in in, in the world. You know Ben Roethlisberger even said you know you know this is the guy who showed up and smiled at work every day and he just wanted to make everything better. And, and, and like I, I talked I talk about this too, like Dwayne Haskins, he could have come into Pittsburgh. You know, saying, "Well, I'm a former first round pick. I'm 15th. So I was 15th overall in my draft. Yeah, it didn't work out for me. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm, I'm gonna just earn, you know, get this spot. It's gonna be mine anyway." He never had that. There's no person that's ever said he came in with a sense of entitlement to Pittsburgh. He came in, wanted to learn, wanted to work, was a joy to be around, and it's just like all all those positive things. You know, he was a and again, people that just just got to know him for a little bit were like, "Man, I was glad to know that guy," and that's who we lost on on, on this weekend. You know, I think you saw a lot of that from from his teammates, uh, guys like 
Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. Certainly uh, a lot of the guys who were down there in Florida with him. You, uh, I know everyone at this point, at least certainly most everyone, um, has seen the the message in the video from Chase Claypool as well too. And yeah, that 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 to me, Chris, I, I you know if as if the entire situation, everything we've discussed and everything we've laid out, and and you know again, just twenty four years old and a, and a father and a husband, as if it couldn't you know if you couldn't get any more tragic, just to to completely you know punch you in the gut. This all happens while he's down in Florida doing non-required training with his teammates. You know, yep. like this, this isn't yep. OTAs or minicamp or training camp or something like that. And all those situations would obviously still be tragic as well, too. These were guys who were who were down in Florida and were trying to get extra work in ahead of the season and build up some chemistry with their new teammates. Plenty and, of negative that he could be doing. Exactly. Plenty and of it, other stuff that he could have been doing. And that was, like I can you only said, imagine the frustrating how, part. How, the, how those guys, you know, all his teammates who were down there as well, too, Chris, who just saw this guy I mean, literally hours before, um, how they must be feeling as well. It, it, it's it, That's a whole part of it, is that, you know, the, the image that Gil Brandt tried to paint of, uh, of, of mm-hmm. Dwayne, it was a shame that he did that, you know, but you know, that, that image is just not true. And, he, you know, you know, and you might have been able to say, but, you know, Washington, you can say, oh, he made some mistakes. You know, mind you, you shouldn't be doing that, you know, as soon as someone dies. That's not what we should be talking Correct. about or how we should be remembering someone. Um, but at the same time, that's not – if you talk to anybody in Pittsburgh, that's not who he was. He wasn't that, he wasn't that guy. He was, he, he, was the, he was the guy that showed up and did everything and more that you're supposed to. I mean, this is a guy who – when he came to Pittsburgh, it was Ben Roethlisberger, him and Mason Rudolph. Now Ben's gone, and Mason's the only one. He's like, maybe I could take him. What do the Steelers do? They go out and get another first-round pick quarterback in Mr. Trubisky. And did he pout about it? Did he? I don't want to work with that dude. I want to go earn this. No, he was working out with Mr. Trubisky. He was down there doing that. And again, that's that's who this guy is. And it's just uh, to me that that's where that's where the focus should be in all this. Um, but. I, I, again, the, the more and more I think about it, I, I think a lot of this stems back to, you know, how we cover these guys as journalists, as broadcasters, as, you know, members of the media, and how fans address them when they're talking about, you know, shortcomings, disappointments, or anything else, you know, even when they're your nemesis, you know, like, you know, like, like a lot of people hate Tom Brady, but, you know, you know, in Pittsburgh, but, you know, you, you never want something bad to happen to Tom Brady. You know, as much as people might joke about that sometimes, like, imagine if that did happen and the, and the tragedy that would be with his family. It's just, you, 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 I think that's what we have to remember is that these people are human beings and we should be, we should be kinder to our fellow men. Mm. Well said. Chris, mm-hmm. buddy, thank you. We appreciate the time. You know, again, not our, not our typical uh, high jinx on a Monday here, a, a much more somber tone on the show today. Uh, we appreciate you for for lending your thoughts and sharing your emotions and, and very eloquently, as always. Thank you, partner. Thanks, fellas. Chris Carter, the Locked on Steelers podcast. A reminder that if you think you're a Steelers junkie and you're not subscribed to the Locked on Steelers podcast, well, guess what? You're not a Steelers junkie. Thanks. Big thanks to our, our buddy Chris Carter there. Uh, before we get back into some of your reaction here, I did want to play this as well, too. This is just a, a quick... About a two-minute clip here. Brooke Pryor, a name that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. If you're not, she is the Steelers reporter for ESPN. So, when Jeremy Fowler, remember that used to be Fowler's gig when he got promoted. Brooke has has is she's the that's the the right term, right? The Steelers beat reporter for ESPN, and and Brooke has um done a very nice tribute here that that aired to Dwayne Haskins 
on uh, on Sports Center this weekend. Like I said, this is just about a two minute clip here, but I thought um, was very well done. Here is Brooke Pryor's tribute to Dwayne Haskins. The first thing anyone noticed about Dwayne Haskins was his smile. His broad, inviting grin endeared him to teammates and coaches, to anyone who crossed the quarterback's path. Haskins flashed that smile as an 11-year-old in Ohio State's locker room. Dwayne, yeah. what do you think about Ohio State? This is awesome. I'm going to awesome. college here. You're going to college here? <laughs> A decade later, the Maryland native made good on that promise. Back to pass goes Haskins. Caught for a touchdown. What a pass by Haskins. Not only was he Ohio State's starting quarterback in 2018, he also shattered long-standing Big Ten single-season passing and touchdown passing records and became a Heisman Trophy finalist. He parlayed an electric season of 50 touchdown throws and 4,831 passing yards into becoming Washington's first-round draft selection in 2019. He's the most natural passer in this year's draft class. In two seasons with the franchise, Haskins played in 16 games, throwing 12 touchdown passes and 14 interceptions. After he was released in December 2020, Haskins joined the Pittsburgh Steelers, searching for a new home and a fresh start. Though he was active for just one game in Pittsburgh, Haskins made a significant impact in the organization. He was a fixture at Steelers community outreach events and focused on his roles as teammate, friend, and human being. After a few months of being in Pittsburgh, Haskins told reporters, from where I'm at now to where I was when I first got here, I feel like I'm growing into who I want to be. Haskins' life was tragically cut short early April 9th when he was struck by a truck on I-595 in South Florida after a weekend training with his Steelers teammates. He is survived by his wife, parents, and younger sister. Dwayne Haskins was 24 years old. Well done there by Brooke Pryor, her tribute to Dwayne Haskins on SportsCenter uh, over the weekend. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Let's get to some of your reaction. No real smooth way to transition any of this stuff today, Motsi. I'm just... I'm just going with it. I'm hey, just, man. I'm just, just letting just, it fly. Just drive it. Just drive it's, it. It's somber. I'm driving it. Just I'm trying it. not to drive it off a cliff, and we're just, uh, you know, we're just trying to all make it together. Rod Dalla tweets us and says, "Sad morning for Steeler Nation. Rest easy, Simba. Simba, of course, Dwayne Haskins' nickname for those who might not be familiar. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 tweets us and says, um, "If you don't feel affected by a death, or you only have negative things to say, you should just remain quiet." or unposted respect for the dead has been lost and the dehumanization of athletes needs to end our IP Dwayne Haskins. Our buddy David, the Photoshop extraordinaire down in Mississippi, tweets us and says it's a tough day for Steeler Nation. Just a reminder for all of us to embrace each day and moment like it's our last. Appreciate Yins as always. Much love. Rest easy, Dwayne. Uh, Adam tweets here, I lost one of my teammates in college when I heard the news of Dwayne Haskin, brought up some old memories of how crushing it was for our team. Those guys are brothers. Prayers out to the players and to Dwayne's family. Let's see here. Waiting through some more of these. 
Um, Steel City Champs wants to know. This is a good one for you, Moats. Does the NFL have programs for players when tragedies happen like this? If not, do you think there's any steps to to take to make those programs happen? I mean, yeah, they do. Grief counseling? Yeah. yeah. I mean, every resource you can think of from a mental health element is available in a sense. The problem is most players just don't utilize them, but that's layered, though. It's not as simple as they don't want to use it just because they're young. Yes, that's an element of it, but there's also just an element of trust that has to grow because right now we, as players, we get to see the behind the scenes, and there's always that feeling of, you know, if I communicate with a grief counselor that is provided to me by the NFL about things that I'm dealing with when it's time for contracts, when it's time for roster decisions, Mm. they could use that against me. And it's unfortunate, but that is the reality of why a lot of those services aren't utilized to the same extent that they or this extent that they should be used. That's a great point by yeah, you. Yeah, I never thought about that angle. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like at your job, if your job is saying, hey, we're going to provide you with a therapist, you could tell them anything you want. It's just kind of like, ah, uh, I mean. How much do I really want to tell them? Right, because you know who they report back to in a sense. And that's the unfortunate part of it. Regardless of how valid that may or may not be, that just is the reality of the situation. So, I mean, yes, it's available to the players, and I do hope that if they don't want to utilize the league's people, that they will utilize, you know, uh, private practices as well or whoever else they feel like they can go to to communicate, to talk about some of this stuff because, yeah, this is not something that just goes away. This is not something that you just, you know, wake up one morning and you're all good. Like, nobody's good in situations like this. That's just the nature of it. And I think especially, you know, you say situations like this, when the team reports for OTAs, they're they're going to be thinking about Dwayne. They're going to be faced with this reality again. When the team gets to training camp, mm-hmm. and you know he's not one of those arms there competing for snaps and rolls and and all those things, and they're going to be hit with that reality again. When you know there's in season tributes and things like that by other teams that you know are going to happen, they're going to be hit with that reality again. When it gets to be this point next year, and it's you know the one year anniversary in early April next season. No, you're absolutely right. Those things don't go away in life in general, but I think especially when for guys that are in that profession that is so rhythmic as football. Yeah. You know, when, oh, well, this happens the same time every year, this happens the same time every year, this happens. It's those reminders are going to be almost scheduled in there. Well, and I mean, to take it even a step further, I mean, when we talk about the mental health element of it and services provided to players, I mean, even now, I communicate with guys that, yes, Dwayne Haskins actually lost his life. But in a sense, a lot of guys experience those feelings of losing close people when you just talk about how frequently guys are released from teams. We go from seeing each other every single day, spending more time with a teammate than you do your own wife and kids. And then in the blink of an eye, Mm -hmm. they're gone and you're watching the organization put all their stuff into a trash bag and throw it out just think about the mental trauma that creates but no one ever talks about that we just look at it as hey man it's a part of doing business but that is not yeah, normal. it's a cutthroat business and those are some of the things that build up and when you talk about how many of those little things and then you have a Dwayne Haskins situation on top of that yes it multiplies it it makes it that much worse in a sense, man. So that is why it's very important to talk about this stuff, to get it off your chest, whether, like I said, it's to a family member, if it's to a therapist, psychiatrist, whoever you need to talk to, you 
just need to get it out because it's going to help you a lot more in the long run, man. But that is something that a lot of athletes struggle with, man. A lot of athletes, and again, and people this, in general. This stuff yeah. is, as we always say, reflection of society, right? And and people in general. Um, and that's why, yeah, that's why in in these moments, you know, you gotta you gotta be honest, you gotta face it together, and uh, you know, hopefully the the silver lining, right, is that that everyone learns, everyone gets a little bit closer to <laughs> being kinder to each other and just being more cognizant of these things. You know, being being aware. Um, if you do need help, if 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 you know if things uh, there are things that you need to talk about, things that are are sitting with you, or just things from past relationships that maybe you haven't gotten over yet, um, but you realize that you know life's too short to be holding grudges. A lot of those things that normally we hear and we think uh, that's a cliche and we kind of chuckle at and we keep it moving, uh, those do hit home. Those do apply around these times. It's the Steelers Blitz. On SNR on a Monday, Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. If you want to get involved with us, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, reactions, if you want to share your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins, anything and everything that we've discussed today and in between, you can get at us on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. We will uh, get some of your final thoughts here. I don't know, Motesy. We got one more segment to go. We got about another half hour in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to go in this final segment. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll find it along the way. Don't put pressure on yourself, man. Just roll. It's all about perspective, man. It is all about perspective. That's right. We're just we're fortunate to be doing this, right? Exactly. We are fortunate to be doing this. We're fortunate to have all of you guys rocking and rolling with us. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.